Welcome, my friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you today, and we have a tremendous message for you, and I believe a message for the country. God is speaking to the country and calling us to respect life, and what an opportunity we have between now and the November election, and then the 2024 elections, and the Kendricks have produced another important, inspiring film, and the timing could not be better. It could not be better. The jury is out, as we've said, for the American public. The Supreme Court in the United States has turned this over to the voters. And uh, my question is, where is the heart of the American voters right now when it comes to the life issue? And, and more importantly even than that, where is the heart of the American church when it comes to the value of life? And, 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 is the church ready for this? I guess that's my question. And uh, the new movie, the new film just produced by Alex and Stephen Kendrick and directed by Kevin Peoples, it's called Life Mark. It's a pro-life theme. The theme is adoption. And uh, before we get into the interview with the Kendricks, I, I want to begin with Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, our theme verse today. And this is a message from God in the Old Testament to the Israelites, now to us. Here's what he says. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, there is a generational blessing for our families, for our churches, for the nation, uh, right there in that verse. And, uh, and so I'd encourage you, friends, to, to, to receive the challenge, accept the challenge, attend the movie. I believe this is a message for the nation. So let's, let's take advantage of, of this. Let's take our friends and family members, church members, neighbors to see this movie coming up the week of September 9th. It's released in 1,400 theaters around the country. The website is lifemarkmovie.com. Well, joining me today is uh, Alex and Stephen Kendrick, once again, bringing a film to the American public as encouragement, inspiration. Guys, thank you. Praise God. I'm so thankful for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Kevin, good to be yeah, with you. Thank you, brother. Is, thank you for that passage of scripture. We are totally in agreement and in concert with that needs to be proclaimed right now uh, yeah. across our nation. Yeah, the timing could not be better. I mean, did you guys time this thing? You know, were you like, okay, <laughs> got, got to time this Roe v. Wade coming up June 2022. <laughs> Man, there's no way we could have known. We felt the Lord guide us to the story in 2019 and started uh -huh. meeting the real people the story is about, putting the script together through 2020. We filmed it in 2021. And we said, all right, we're going to release it in 2022 and had no idea that Roe vs. Wade would be overturned. But we see God at work and we want to join what he's already doing. Yeah, you, this is a message for the nation. Do you agree with that? I mean, that God is, is, is challenging the nation on this issue right now. Absolutely. In fact, it's now a fork in the road with it. the uh, Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade has dropped down to the battle is now in all 50 states. Yep, mm -hmm. it's fifty battles rather than yep. one now, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. every state will be judged by God based upon what they do with this. And it is important that churches within those states begin to rise up and pray for, like First Timothy two says, their authorities that are over them, and try to influence them, like Esther did, and and Daniel did, and Nehemiah did, and Joseph did, to influence. Their leaders, regardless if they're Christians or not, to try to encourage them to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. You know, yeah. Solomon, it's interesting that with all the wisdom that God gave him, the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, it's actually a different king 
that wrote it. But Proverbs 31, we think of it as the chapter of the virtuous wife, and and that is a part of it. But earlier in that chapter, it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for those that are destined to destruction. Speak up for those Mm -hmm. that are helpless and needy. And man, what what a message Mm -hmm. right now for the church and the body of Christ that we speak up for the unborn who cannot speak for themselves, that we speak up for mm-hmm. girls that are being deceived by political agendas and told that your only option, yes, we support pro-choice, but your only choice that we will support is if you kill this unborn child in your womb. To mm-hmm. speak up for families that want to adopt, but they can't have children of, for their own. We have an opportunity right now as the church to show true compassion at every level. And, and- so this movie communicates using a true story uh, what that can look like. And, and, you know, since I got on board the pro-life movement, I'm going to say it's 1983 when I watched The Silent Scream. Remember Bernard Nathanson, those guys, yes. uh, back in the early 1980s. And, uh, I, I, you know, it just came coming back to me again and again. It doesn't take a majority. It doesn't take a majority. It just takes a committed minority that is just willing to stand in the gap. And, and just to yes. stand for truth and stand for principle. And I think people need to understand that. They don't have to wait till 51% of Americans run out to watch the movie and, and vote pro-life or, you know, t- take a commitment towards a pro-life position. Just speak up, you know, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's 4%, maybe it's 7%, but we just need more people saying, you know, hey, this is a life created in the image of God. And we need to respect this life. Let me talk about the the objective of the film or the the, the theme of the film. It's more adoption, as I get it, than abortion. So you're you're wanting to value life. I mean, we're against death. We're for life. It's it's a both and. But but there's a positive message here. I mean, you guys are really bringing this positive. We're pro life. We're for life. Yes, we're against death. We're against abortion. But we're also for life because life has a value to it. Is, is that the central message you're trying to bring home? Not only does it have value, we are created in the image of God. So God himself is the one that gives us the gift of life. And so we were, Stephen and I, again, 2019, we were finishing our last movie, Overcomer, and we get a call from Kirk Cameron. He says, guys, I've just watched this short documentary called I Lived on Parker Avenue. He said, man, it grabbed my heart. you got to watch this thing. Okay. So Stephen and I pull it up and watch it. And it is the true story of an 18-year-old girl who rolls off the abortion table at the last second as the procedure is starting. She says, I can't do this. Uh, She places her baby for adoption. That baby was adopted by a Christian couple that could not have children. They named the baby David. 18 years later, David gets to meet his biological mother. She thought he would hate her because of what she was going to do and giving him up. And uh, he wrapped her up in a hug and said, no, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me live. Thank you for letting me be adopted. I'm so grateful for my family. I just had to say thank you. He now is married and speaks around the country on behalf of adoption and choosing life. And then so does his biological mother, Melissa Coles. Mm -hmm. She now speaks around the country for the same reason, saying I made the right decision and she values life. So um, it, it's such a beautiful story, and we said this has got to be a feature film. So that's why we made Life Mark, mm-hmm. and we had no idea Roe versus Wade would be overturned. So this yeah. is we, we see this as the providence of God, and that God is doing something that He is 
He is stirring up a generation now to stand for life in love and in truth, and we're praying and hopeful that the culture around us will embrace that. What a tremendous redemptive theme, and it ties in with adoption. I know adoption has been very near and dear to your heart, Stephen and Alex, both of you. Uh, I can't remember which of you adopted yourself, but maybe tie that in just for a moment. Well, this is Stephen. Uh, my wife and I had four biological children, and the Lord began to lead us towards adoption. As we were praying and just walking with him, he started turning our hearts in that direction. You know, uh, initially we were for adoption for other people. You know, yeah. it's a good idea for mm-hmm. other people. But it says in James one twenty seven that God calls his church and calls believers to pure religion, he says, is to take care of the widows, the orphans, the most helpless among you. That's right. In your communities. And for orphans, you know, that can mean reaching out and being a foster parent. It can mean reaching out and inviting a child that doesn't have a dad to go to lunch with you and to spend time pouring into them, discipling them, you know, inviting them into your home. You know, Job in all of his wealth talked about how he would invite the fatherless in his community and they would be welcome to eat at his table. You know, so the church needs to be a welcome welcome mat for anybody in the community that wants to come to Christ or has a place of need. And so for my wife and I, when God turned our hearts and said, no, I want you to be open to adoption, yeah. uh, we that was a faith journey for us. But mm-hmm. we adopted a baby girl from China. We saw her go from being an unwanted burden in a communist country to being a beloved, welcome blessing in a Christian home in America. We saw her identity completely change, and it really turned the light bulb on for us concerning the book of Ephesians, because Ephesians says that when we place our faith in Christ, God adopts us into his family, and we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but because of his great love for us, he chose us, he saved us, he has adopted us into his family, and with that adoption comes not only forgiveness of our sins, and every blessing in the heavenly places, but also it comes the Holy Spirit, who is the a spirit of adoption, leading us to cry out, Abba, Father. And God gives us mm. access to his home. He gives us a spiritual inheritance in Christ, a calling as his workmanship in this world, and then the love of the Father. It says in Ephesians 3, the width, the length, the depth, the height of yes. the love of God for us. So we begin to understand our spiritual adoption, that every believer is actually adopted when they place their faith in Christ. And the church has an opportunity right now, now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, we have an opportunity to overcome evil with good, to rise up with clarity Mm -hmm. concerning the value Mm -hmm. of the life in the womb, to rise up with compassion for these girls that have unwanted pregnancies that think that Planned Parenthood is their savior, you know, No, we need to surround them with love and point them back to Christ because if their lives are changed through the gospel, they will change their minds oftentimes about the life in their womb Mm. or the child. If we can let them hold that child in their arms before they make that decision, then it will give them an opportunity to hopefully that that child they were afraid to have can become the greatest joy of their life. Yeah. Amen. Briefly talk about the Hollywood studios that have turned this thing down. I know you've had reception on movies like Overcomer, War Room, Courageous, yet you you ran into flack on this one. They received some of the message, evidently enough to, you know, push some of these other movies you've produced. But why not this one? 
You know, it's interesting that that kind of tells you the battleground that this specific topic is. Yes. Because, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I think abortion is one of Satan's playgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think he's selling his version of it. He's 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 giving a political correct view, which ticks me off because. In truth, political correctness is only worried about what offends mankind. It is not worried about what offends a holy God. Yes, yes. And so we need to put the focus back on God himself who created us, gives us life, and one day we are all going to stand before and give and give an accountability for our life. And so he offers us love and patience and grace, but we need to respond to that. So we totally stand for life and, and believe it's worth fighting for in love and in truth. And, and again, so that's what motivated us to, hey, can we tell a story that shows the, the hope, the redemption, the forgiveness, the grace yes. that can come when we honor the Lord with these types of decisions? All of us make mistakes. Every single one of us is, is a sinner but God offers grace and love if we will respond to it. And that's why we're Christians. We responded to Jesus Christ dying on the cross, rising from the dead for us, saying, you, you have no righteousness, Alex and Stephen, but I do, and I will share my righteousness with you if you put your faith and trust in me. So again, we, we want to do that. We, yeah. we want our films to do that. So the studios Amen. did turn this one down. They said, we're not touching this subject, which is funny because it's about a girl who does not get an abortion. (laughs) And they Mm -hmm. still said, we're not touching this one. So we said, God, what route do you want us to go down? Fathom came to us. Fathom distributors came to us and said, we want your movie. Good. And we said, absolutely. So Uh Fathom is releasing this in 1,500 theaters across North America. 48 states. In 48 states. Good. And we are so grateful. And so Mm -hmm. on September 9th, for the first week, if it's strong the first week, they'll keep it in theaters longer. So we're encouraging, go to lifemarkmovie.com, get your tickets, find out what theaters are close to you, and let's make a difference. Let's stand for life and stand for this true story that, that really happened as an example of what we truly believe in. So you have to get your tickets up front at lifemarkmovie.com, is that right? Well, it will lead you to the Fathom website, and you can buy them, you know, from Fathom. But okay. they have uh, they've already picked the show times, the theaters, okay, and they will expand it to more theaters. You know, if people will book those out. But you know, opening weekend is a big deal because on Monday morning after opening weekend, they'll decide: Are we going to expand to more theaters and keep it longer, or are we going to shut this whole thing down? So, and so we always yeah. want to expand, reach more people, hit more cities. When War Room was the number one movie Labor Day weekend in 2015 in America, it was talked about in other countries around the world. This Christian movie about prayer is number one in American theaters. And then people got curious, and then they showed up to see it. So it is our hope that people will not only support an opening weekend, but pray for God to use Mm. this movie. Because it's going to be rocket fuel, I think, for the pro-life and pro-adoption world, but it's also going to be a weapon that you can hand to a state legislator or invite them to see it. And they're going to see a true story and they're going to realize life's worth defending. You know, this young man deserved to live and so should every child in the womb. Mm -hmm. And adoption is actually a better option. It's beautiful, you know? And this is, again, you can't argue with a true story. So we're hoping also that the church will rise up in their local communities and show compassion at every level. For girls that are pregnant, 
for the boyfriends that are hiding in the shadows, wanting them to get an abortion, to try to lead those guys to Christ too. Compassion for the unborn in their wombs. Compassion for moms and dads who can't have children and would love to adopt. Compassion for people that are pro, that are post-abortive and are living with the guilt and the shame of what they've done, that through Christ, they can find healing and forgiveness and redemption. And so the church right now, man, what an opportunity. Yeah. I think about Romans 12, mm-hmm. 21. It says, do not be overcome by evil. You overcome evil with good. And I'm like, man, that's our marching orders right yeah. now. You know, I was thinking the world has a caricature about pro-lifers and Christians, and we need to go after these caricatures. We need to burn the straw men down. Does that That's make right. sense, brothers? Yeah, we we, yes. we got to go after that and say, and when they go to watch the movie, they need to be like, oh, I didn't realize that's the message. Is that what you do in this film? Well, it shows a lot of compassion. It yeah. shows a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this movie is you see it from everybody's perspective. You see it from the pregnant girl and her boyfriend's perspective, trying okay. to wrestle through what are they going to do. Mm-hmm. You see it through the infant's perspective as, as he is born and grows up. You see it from the adoptive parent's perspective. We actually show these adoptive parents over 20 years of their whole journey, and we we actually use de-aging digital software to make Kirk Cameron and Rebecca Rogers look 20 years younger than they actually do. <laughs> okay. And it works. It looks okay. good you know, on the screen. <laughs> And then you see David as a young man, how he is grateful for his life. Mm-hmm. And you see really a, a bigger picture rather than just one moment and one decision. You see how it plays out long term. And so the movie mm-hmm. Unplanned that came out years ago shows the dark side of choosing abortion. Right. This right. movie shows mm-hmm. the positive side of choosing life and adoption at that same moment when she's trying to make the decision and it's because it's a true story there's it was great to be able to interview the real people and have them on set with us and now they're celebrating the movie and being able to share it with other people as they go but we're hoping again that God will get this in the hands of not only business leaders so that they won't fund abortions in other states they'll fund life and adoption in their own states uh that pastors will rise up and speak with clarity and compassion that it'll hit those state legislators. But also our prayer is since other countries follow America's lead, we we just did an interview today with a guy from the UK and he said, we're watching America. And with Roe v. Yeah. Wade being overturned, we're now discussing this. Wow, is this something we should consider? So our hope is that LifeMark will be translated into languages and go all over the world anywhere abortion is happening. And again, that God will use this as, a, as a, an atomic bomb to to spread some life and truth and love, you know, in all those communities. And I want folks to know that uh, these producers, the Kendricks, have done some great stuff. I mean, we're talking about the highest quality presentations. Wow. You can watch your movies over. I used to rate movies, guys, by worth watching once, worth watching <laughs> zero, worth yeah. watching twice, three times. I always thought that was the best way to rate a movie. Nobody's yeah. ever copied yeah. me on that, but worth watching. And I, I'm saying your films are worth watching eight times. And I know, wow. I know families that do it, you know, they'll, they'll watch it, yeah. you know, every Christmas or every birthday, they'll bring them back out. But Kevin Peoples, I love Kevin Peoples. I've seen his work. I, you worked with this director, Kevin Peoples. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the presentation. Are you guys happy? 
So, Kevin, we actually met Kevin several years ago, and he did the behind-the-scenes DVD feature videos for War Room and Overcomer. Okay. And then he directed a little movie called Like Arrows. It was just half a million-dollar movie that turned out really well. And this was his first theatrical release movie, uh, Life Mark. So we have known Kevin for a number of years. Yeah. Kevin has eight children, so he is definitely family <laughs> You know, loves family, loves children, sees the value in it, and so he he is uh, he's a gifted filmmaker, and and so we hope that Kevin continues making films throughout his life that honor the Lord and present truth. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting for us to, I mean, even though we helped with the script and I act in the movie and we oversaw uh, chunks of the process, Kevin actually directed this, mm-hmm. and so uh, I I took a backseat on direction. Stephen took a backseat on producing, but we were still there the whole time, walking through the whole journey of making this film because it's mm-hmm. too important not to. Yes, and and again, can't wait to see what happens when it comes. Yes, out. yes. What's your goal in terms of you know people watch this? Then what? You want to inspire sure. them? What? What next? Well, uh, our first desire is to be obedient to whatever God tells us to do, you know, knowing that he's got all the ends and goals figured out because we've seen on the previous films, you know, we think we're making a movie about fatherhood uh, in courageous. And then we find out that hundreds of officers in uniform in other countries are doing their own resolution ceremonies that a thousand officers in the Philippines coming to Christ after seeing courageous, you know, uh, millions of people's marriages being impacted by fireproof. I mean, so we we oftentimes have our little small agendas and goals, you know. So we just learned, you know, be obedient to what God tells you to do. <clears throat> He's got everything figured out. We want people, though, with every one of our films to have a genuine encounter with the Lord. Yes, we want them to be entertained. Yes, we want them to laugh and cry and be inspired and on the edge of their seats and to be to leave emotionally full and challenged and inspired. But we do want them, their lives to be changed long-term, not just short-term, you know, feeling good, but long-term led into a surrendered walk with Christ. With this film specifically, we're hoping the Lord will use it as a tool to change hearts, to change minds, and and that the church will be inspired and, and have a tool to hand to any pregnant girl that's at a women's pregnancy center yep. or somebody saying, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant, I don't know what to do. Hand them life mark and let them watch it and watch God work, mm-hmm. you know, and to hand sure. hand anybody who's considering adoption to see how beautiful it can be, to hand to anyone who is trying to make a decision that's going to affect so many people because you see one courageous decision blessing so many people. And most importantly, uh, we actually present the gospel in the closing credits of this film and that people would come to Christ Good uh, through this film. And so in the closing credits of the Fathom event, Fathom, they don't want the movie experience to just be, you know, the opening frame to the last frame. They want it to feel like an event. And so they ask us to produce 10 minutes of additional content. So we shot an interview with a lady who says, I've had an abortion in the past. Here's how Christ changed my life. He can bring healing to your life as well. We we interview Kirk Cameron. He talks about adopting four kids oh. and how beautiful adoption is. Mm-hmm. And then Alex presents the gospel uh, on the screen and talks about you know how your life can be changed forever by placing your faith in Christ. And so mm. we are hoping and praying that whatever God wants to do, that he'll do it and that we won't hinder that in any way. 
And we're praying Ephesians 3.20 that he'll do more than we can ask or imagine. Yes, yes. Praise God for what he's done with these films uh, through your meager efforts, my meager efforts. And praise God he just takes them, puts the exponent on it, and does his work. And we're just you know, thanking God for what he's, what he's done and what he's doing through these films. But pray, folks, pray, pray, pray for the nation, yes. pray for the film. Just pray uh, and then watch it, <laughs> but pray, pray first. That's, that's critical at this point. Alex and Stephen Kendrick, my guests on this edition of the program, the movie is coming out September 9th and get your tickets now at lifemarkmovie.com. Again, September 9th, mark your calendar that weekend. Critical. It's the first weekend. Critical. So go see the movie September 9th. Get your tickets, lifemarkmovie.com. Alex and Stephen Kedrick, my guest today on the Generations Broadcast. Thanks, brothers. So good, so good to have you back on. Keep up the good work. God bless you, yeah, Kevin. Thank good you, to talk Kevin. with you. Thanks for your heart, brother. Keep at it. All right. And you have been listening to the Generations Radio Broadcast. If you'd like to interact with the radio program, email me directly at host This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.